following program may contain forced language, suggested dialogue, and discussion of violent imagery and sexual situations. It is intended for mature listeners who can tell the difference between facts and opinions. Tsunami Faithful Podcast, and we're about to get our rocks off talking about Dr. Stone. I am your host, Sketch, and with me, I have... Pop <laughs> And... Your wonderful data monkey, Colt Burr. And... A very scientific demon cat, Happy Crow Kitty. And... Hey folks, it's V-Lord. And appearing in the Gamu Seto Deathbeat segment will be Caboose and Duelist. Yes, you'll hear seven different people on this podcast, but mostly me. Yeah. Uh, let's just hope we don't end up over-talking each other and making this sound like a cacophony of nothing. Uh, yeah. Okay, so once again, we are very late in talking about the second half of a show, and this time it will be Dr. Stone. But as we were preparing to record this... Some pretty uh huge anime news happened, and that well, is uh what what we've all kind of been thinking would eventually happen. Yeah, I hoped it wouldn't. Uh, Sony is going to buy Crunchyroll and add it to Funimation and Netflix. Well, yep. Yay, Monopoly is my well, favorite board game. Well, okay, so. Let's let's uh, this is this is gonna this won't happen unless they approve unless the uh, I would it's the FCC that I think approves this right not the FCC um who is it the government agency I can't think of it right now but they have to approve this deal I think yeah so, but considering they approved AT and T buying Warner and considering they've approved and, everything Disney that's yeah. Done. Oh yeah, my gosh, everything Disney's like, done. Compared to that, the anime market is not as big a deal. So I, I yeah. have uh, very high doubts that this is somehow going to be prevented. Mm-hmm. I I gotta say, I, I understand why they would head in this direction. You know, for, for Sony and AT&T, it's probably more uh, financially sound. But I feel like for the fans, it's just really hard to determine what the outcome will be. Right. When they did the the partnership two years ago, it made a lot of sense because there was there was a give and take situation between Crunchyroll and Funimation. But here, it, it's hard not to feel like this is a possible monopoly, and it could negatively affect other organizations like uh, uh, Aniplex, for example. You know, and and. You just you just want to see some some balance within these these studios and how they do things. So I'm I'm a little concerned, but I I don't know. I without the information, it's really hard to make a judgment call. So uh, according to the information that we have from the Variety article, um, Sony is buying or Funimation. It's kind of confusing, um, but it's all Sony anyways. Uh, 1.175 billion dollars in cash. Um, 
basically that means that they're actually making more money off of this deal than they were. And, you know, AT&T can wipe out a huge portion of their debt, if not most of it. Um, and there's not very much other information other than, you know, it just tells you how many subscribers each has and whatever, but it, I don't know. I'm, I'm kind of a little, I'm, I'm not, too happy about this deal just because apprehensive would probably be the word you're grasping at i'm apprehensive as well mm. yeah i mean i'm yeah. i'm a little i'm a little worried that funimation and and i don't see them doing this but it could happen is they may try to jack prices somehow in some places no no, no. i don't think so no. yeah well, i mean i think I... my main concern here is the possibility that Crunchyroll is going to somehow merge into Funimation. Well, that's what it sounds like. I give yeah, it a year. which I would not be happy about at all. Stay in your own lane. Yeah. I, mean, I again, I I give it a straight year. I figure they'll be separate but working together for a year, and then it's going to be well, we're just going to merge it all together because that makes the most sense from a financial standpoint. Well, that's and Crunchyroll will be how it's been with Aniplex. Yeah. But Crunchyroll I mean, has its own brand, and branding is so important in any marketing industry, and and it's mm-hmm. what makes it successful. So what they, it's not in their interest to fans for them to lose their brand. Well, branding means nothing if it means they're going to save more money in the end game. Exactly. Not not to fans. I mean, we're all they don't care about the fans. Season. They are no, going to care about the fans. They have Funimation. Hey, cool. They drop they Crunchyroll. Can... Here's Funimation. Everything goes there. But yeah. they care about consumerism, and we're all consumers. And if we're mm-hmm. we're mm-hmm. subscribing to a service, we expect a certain service. So I, mean, I feel like I, I've been doing the Funimation stuff, and I've met, through my Funimation account, I've gotten access to certain Crunchyroll aspects. And even before that, Crunchyroll streams a lot of things for free. Like the I remember like uh, Ghost Stories, uh, uh, the Ghost Stories dub, and then. Uh, um, if you've ever seen it, the folklore tales from Japan sub, like they have unique content that's streamed for free and then additional content you can get through your animation subscription. And then Crunchyroll itself has a really nice deal. That's really, it, it, it's, it's, it's good price. So it's just really frustrating as a consumer, not to know where this is going to go and how this is going to affect that. Right. And how I, mean, affect adults. I mean, that'll agree. Yes. Yeah. I mean, I mean, you gotta, it's kind of like how there's a rumor now that, Disney and Hulu are going to try to combine at some point. Oh, um, please don't. Please don't. I mean, I mean, it, it, I was talking about this the other day with somebody. Oh, with uh, actually Chris on my on the other podcast we do. Which Y'all we can't put Deadpool episode, on so. Disney Plus. I'm sorry, you can't do it. <laughs> well, I mean, I mean, it just it makes more sense for Disney to use Hulu as their way to put yes. the more rated R stuff on there. Yes. You know, so why why change that? I mean, it just doesn't make sense to me. They but, could I mean, Disney. They could I mean, make a lot of, of changes to Hulu to make it basically Disney Plus, but a different brand. But they should not combine those two services. Right. So I mean, it's it's kind of like that in the sense that we got to kind of, you know, is it is it smart to just like combine the two? No, it's not. And you know. Uh, I get what they're trying to do. It's the same thing that HBO Max is trying to do right now. You know, they're trying to get more subscribers and quote unquote look better. But here's the thing. 
you know, if you kept Crunchyroll and you put more of its content on there, you actually may have attracted more people. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Wouldn't so it hurt. I mean, they are giving up one of the like most successful streaming branches underneath Warner Media right now, which yeah. seems kind of backwards. But I mean, yeah. they got to get out of debt, so. I just call this an ironic circle of life moment. Oh boy, isn't it though? <laughs> yeah, yeah, it yeah. It starts off as a piracy thing. Everybody hates it. Gets big and competent up where it can go legit. Becomes a legitimate competition to Funimation, and then the company that owns Funimation buys them out. And I'm just waiting for it to get stabbed in the back. <laughs> the circle of life, ladies and gentlemen. I mean... Here, I thought you were talking about the marriage that Funimation and Crunchyroll used to have. <laughs> Either like way, they were married, they help. divorced, and then they got back wonder. together. I can't help but wonder why, I mean, in the in the era of government bailouts, AT&T being in debt, they couldn't get a good federal deal, quite frankly, because they have such a large corporation with their hands in so many pots, instead of trying to sell out their different subsidiaries that they couldn't get. And as much as I hate even suggesting it, there's that one part of me that's a selfish anime fan that's like, but, but, Crunchyroll! <laughs> Why can't you get a government loan, you fuckers? You know? I mean, it's, and, and I would blame COVID. Can I, can I be honest oh, with yeah, you, Oh, yeah, that's a completely fair assessment. But, though, you have to admit, if they were doing this, they were probably they were probably doing negotiations for the past year. So it probably predated COVID and was just amplified by the coronavirus crisis. Well, we I mean, if, if I can be honest, like, I think – I don't think <laughs> – I'm just going to say it. I don't think Warner Media is thinking about a lot of things in the, the right ways right now. Because, oh, boy. I mean, yeah. they did this, and then they're going to put... Let's all have a laugh movies. that the that the two guys like running AT&T and Warner's last names are Stanky and Killer. Oh, God. <laughs> but wow. getting back to, well, we getting back to what I was saying... About it. <laughs> getting back to what I was saying, though, I mean, I mean the fact that HBO Max... They're, they're going to throw movies on HBO Max just to get more subscribers and not make any profit is ridiculous. Now, if the, if the, the rumors are true and they're going to do a cheaper ad-supported version, okay, it might make sense. And hopefully at some point you can pray that it'll be on Roku even if you want it now. But now <laughs> you've, you've just lost subscribers because there are some people that were on there because Crunchyroll content was on there. And yeah, mm-hmm. okay – well, I like my anime, but I also like my DC stuff. So, you know, now that you're removing one of those things, people may not want to go on this service anymore. So, mm-hmm. you know, it's it it just you know I I don't think AT and T, which it's it's called Warner Media now, is really thinking about what they're doing these days. They're certainly not communicating because in the movie world right now, they're about to get a lot of lawsuits. <laughs> On Okay, so on the other hand, let's talk about how this affects Adult Swim because there's a potential for a lot more partnerships for original content between Adult Swim and Crunchyroll if they, if they manage to continue their current branding model. Now, we don't know, but let's say they do and still under Warner Media because Adult Swim is under Warner... Uh, there could be some potential for some original content at a more reasonable price that Jason and his friends could buy out. So that may not necessarily be a bad thing for Toonami. 
Maybe. In the meantime, we have once again confirmed that Jason has said that the current deals for Uzumaki, Fena, Blade Runner, and Shenmue are all still in place. They're not going to lose those shows because of this purchase. They're going to be able to air them. They have a good relationship with Sony and with Funimation. So things are going to be fine on that front. And maybe, just maybe, shows will actually be more affordable for them now. Yeah, yeah. maybe. I mean, when you think about exactly. it, like, the collaboration between Crunchyroll and Tsunami hasn't been that much outside of those upcoming, like, co-productions. Right. So right. I feel Black like it's Latin not going to be a huge deal for us to be losing that well, in, like, the traditional sense. I will be. The one thing that I'm there's two things that I'm I'm very interested to see. Number one, once Funimation takes over Crunchyroll, whenever that would be, and once it goes through government regulation, obviously. Um, number one, is it going to be cheaper to license anime, or is it going to be more expensive to license anime? Because I think that's a big worry is that it's going to be more expensive to license some of this anime. Again, they probably won't do that. Funimation usually has has a very good relationship with they're not the know, ones Chicago. driving up the price of That's licensing true. anime it's companies like netflix yeah right. i mean at this point like once funimation and Crunchyroll merge like their biggest competitors are going to be netflix. like scott said amazon and netflix like yep. so in in a way the prices would likely go down you'd hope because you'd have one less yeah. competitor and then who knows? kind of kind of my second thing is is Funimation already, before they were doing stuff with Crunchyroll, Adult Swim was doing things with Crunchyroll. Funimation was doing some stuff with Toonami as well. Yeah. So I'm kind of interested to see if maybe this will kind of result in them maybe having more co-productions together. Because I think that would be beneficial to both. Because you can do two things at once. You can have, you can have it on streaming, but you can also have it on TV as well. You know, and there again, and there again, we don't know where the whole TV landscape is going to be going at this point, because there's rumors out there that, you know, they're trying to like with Warner Media, for example, they may be trying to force people to watch networks on their streaming service instead of it being some like on cable or something like that's that's a, that's kind of like you're that's going to piss a lot of people off if you try to force it. You know, and it's already it's already a pain for people to go from HBO Go to HBO Max when it's free to do it. And people don't know that it's free to do it. So, I mean, when HBO Go has more more uh, subscribers than HBO Max, there's a problem. Yeah. So, you know, you know, and, and who knows? I mean, maybe HBO Max makes a deal with Funimation and says, hey. Now it's going to be a, you know, it's going to be a Funimation section. That Who is knows? impossible. It's not. And, that could happen. And to be honest with you, it's, I would like to see more combining of things rather than let's add another streaming service. Cause that's just getting 
way out of way out of hand at this point. Discovery, uh-huh. you know this, you know, you know the Discovery Channel. I don't know if you guys know this, but Discovery is going to have their own streaming yep. service in 2021. I'm why? like, why? Why? Because they can. But at the very least, even even through the mergers, you still have a unique. Their, their own unique streaming services, but you have deals where, say, you can access them or access them right. at a discounted right. price or just expand expand the access for uh, consumers. You don't have to necessarily combine all the surfaces, all the services, sorry, but you can make it so that we, the consumer, can get them at a, either at a better deal or get them because we already subscribe to another service, you know? Let's do the VRV what- method. Yeah, I was going to yeah. say say goodbye to VRV because that's probably gone now. I yeah. really hope not. No, I hope not. Don't I, say that. I don't know. I I, I think that's going to go with it because they recently took Boomerang off of it, which obviously wouldn't stick around because it's a, a Warner thing. Of course, that could have nothing to do with that. It could be entirely them just pushing Boomerang stuff to HBO Max. But this, these are the things that... that um, for us anime fans in the U.S., let me stress that, in the U.S., this could be very good. Potentially having a lot of content under one umbrella and not having to have so many subscriptions just to watch anime that you want to see. You're still going to have to have separate ones for like Netflix or Amazon or what have you, but... Just limiting that between Funimation and Crunchyroll down to one service could potentially be a good thing. Uh, hopefully, the translators will get paid better now than they were at Crunchyroll. Let's uh, let's hope oh, for that. There. Yeah, but there's uh... there's something that they keep pointing out that it's the Funimation Global Group. Global Group, they say, but. Where's the evidence of this globalness? Because so far, Funimation does not global. They're in very few markets, even in the ones where they have the rights. Like, they have the rights to a bunch of stuff for North America. That includes Latin America, and they're just barely dipping their toes into Latin America right now. Wait, so doesn't the global group also include Anime Lab, though? I think so. Maybe. I mean, I I would use I would say it this way: you you can add global into your name if you're in at least three separate countries, cool. maybe two. <laughs> My point toy. is, Crunchyroll cool. is in a lot more regions. Crunchyroll yeah. is in way more regions, serves way more countries. Yeah. So, so like, here's hoping you... that it's gonna be more like that and less like what Funimation's doing. It's like when you put it that way, then that does make me wonder if like, okay, maybe. They will keep Crunchyroll around then. It'll just be the staffing behind it that might change. Mm-hmm. Which would also be a problem in itself, but like I feel getting rid of Crunchyroll as a service would be a big loss just because I don't think a lot of those people would necessarily jump onto Funimation. Because let's I, face I... it, Funimation's website and player and all that stuff is kind of garbage. It is. I, the way well, I would see it would be is it's whether or not they consume all that tech and then just convert all the subscribers to Funimation. But I have, don't have any real fear that they do that. I, well, you know, 
Disney, I mean, if you, I don't know if you've ever looked at a map of Disney and it's uh, all of its subsidiaries. It's it's really crazy, actually, and, and a little overwhelming, but they show them in terms of bubbles. And then you have everything sort of kind of functioning separately, but all under the same parent company. So it is possible. And let's hope this is the case where Crunchyroll still maintains some of its uh, autonomy and uh, globalized uh, influence in, in, in branding, and yet it still has the same accessibility as, like, say, Fun Funimation does and Warner Media intends to imply with all the partnerships it includes. So, optimistically, it could be something fantastic and beautiful, and we could all be very happy for it, and hopefully it won't wipe out the other animated uh, anime studios and such. Ooh, it's a One tough day to be Sentai. Yeah. yeah, yeah. I really want to go buy Sentai stuff now. Like, no, no, stay around. Don't go anywhere, please. To be fair, well, Sentai's kind of always been the sloppy seconds at this point. <laughs> that is. They're, um, they're only just... the fourth people to have more libido. I, I was gonna say, like, you know, the the one thing that I'm that could happen, and you know, maybe this is kind of what V Lord was saying is, is maybe you see Crunchyroll folded folded into Funimation here. In the United States and other but places, but like Crunchyroll in other regions, right? Yeah. See, like in Japan, it stays Crunchyroll. You know what I mean? So, it. I, I think if they do it that way and they merge the technology to where it's going to work better, then I'm all for that. I, and I think where it makes sense to keep Crunchyroll, I think they should do that. If they do it that way, which Sony is a smarter company than most, hopefully they will, but. I don't know. I mean, we'll, we'll have to see what it does, but I, I hope that just to kind of put a an end cap on this, so to speak, like I, I just really hope that this is a good thing and that it doesn't end up being something where it hurts anybody that's trying to uh, license anime and try to do other things, you know, try to buy anime or anything, because if that's what this does, then that's going to hurt the industry and i don't want that to happen so and i by the way also i hope that i don't i really hope that we don't lose anybody from crunchyroll and funimation I, there's going to be something mm -hmm. that's going to happen but what that it, is i don't know yet it won't Honestly, be for yeah. a year too yeah i think it would be the biggest loss here like because i think a lot of what makes crunchyroll work so well is like the people behind it and the identity like yeah mm -hmm. So I, yeah. I don't think it would work to just like get Funimation employees and just have them be behind the face of Crunchyroll. Like, yeah, that wouldn't be a great transfer. But mm -hmm. I do think I do think that there's some people at Crunchyroll that could uh, make the the brand of Funimation better. I will be honest with you. Oh, there are many people at Crunchyroll that can right. make Funimation better. People exactly. who used to work so. at Funimation. Yeah. <laughs> yeah yeah so i mean i think i good think that, that yeah i mean it's not a bad idea to be honest with you i mean and the only other thing i would say real quick is that it's going to be interesting to see and i mean this is inevitable um is the fact that you know all the dubs will probably be at, in texas no i wouldn't say that because a lot of the dubs that are streaming on funimation these past few seasons actually have been recorded in in part at least in Los Angeles. 
Really? Okay. Yeah, they've been getting rather creative due to the whole dubbing from home process and adding a lot more Los Angeles talent and also shipping off dubs to like Bang Zoom and other studios. I just maybe assumed everyone was dubbing in their bedrooms. Uh, kind of. Uh, yeah. <laughs> so maybe, so know, maybe a combination. Actually, you bring up a good point. I wonder more than the fans, we're, we're thinking about that, but I feel like the voice actors will be affected more than anyone by this merger. By the way, did you guys know that Funimation is actually moving into a bigger building? No. Yeah, it, like sometime in 2021, they're actually moving into a bigger building. So, brain that is infected. Well, I mean, that mm. probably was due to this. I don't know if you get because I saw an article on it the other day, and I was like, oh my god, I didn't know that. Now, well, I don't think Funimation will move their operations to Los Angeles because that will uh, involve unions. <laughs> yeah, oh no, it's yeah. in Texas. Yeah. No but way. I, I, I no could way. see them yeah. open a branch in Los Angeles. Yes. Ogatron or turn, is already like, the control a, offices into yeah. a Funimation branch. There you go. Yeah. Yep. I could there definitely see that happening. Yeah. yeah. And I could also see maybe Crunchyroll's branding uh, existing, particularly for original series like mm. Onyx Equinox mm-hmm. and some of those co- uh, some of the co-productions. I could see that maybe being how Crunchyroll's name continues in some form. But uh, well, one, one other thing. Hey, remember when they, uh, ever so long ago, uh, there was some kind of deal where Viz would be releasing Crunchyroll shows? Yeah, I kind of think that's not going to ever happen. But, yeah. you know, it's, it's funny, though, because, because now all, all the Viz shows are now going to Funimation now, so... Yeah, that's it's the downside. It's <laughs> yeah, partnerships between other studios uh, uh, will be at a, at a downturn, which is not which is not great. Because I love I love seeing these other other studios work together. But oh well, mm-hmm. I mean we're all speculating at this point. We don't really know the full impact. We can only make conjecture and hope that it'll be best, and hope that the, our worst fears won't be realized in the end. So, yep. Well. Uh, tangentially related, you know what show's licensed by Crunchyroll? Dr. Stone. Hey! <laughs> well, I mean, that's a segue worth anything. Uh-huh. Rocking the stone the way, world in the new age. Getting stoned. Yeah. By the way, you gotta love those, uh, contracts where you have the right to refuse. <laughs> mm, indeed. So, moving on. So, when last we left Senku and the science team, they had entered the Grand Bout in order to uh, uh, get alcohol for the Sulfa drug. That's legitimately the reason why they entered the Grand Bout. <laughs> so, Chrome manages to, to defeat Maga, Ma- Magma with the uh, help of uh, Gin, using a little sleight of hand and uh, mind manipulation. Senku wins because Chrome passes out after defeating Magma. Go figure. And that means that Senku is now the village leader, though he immediately divorces Ruri and sits to work on developing the Sulfa drug. <laughs> because that would be what he does. Mm, he's a man of science. So after getting the drug and uh, 
the most questionable looking way possible. Ruri tells Senku about the history of Ishigami Village. Senku's last name being Ishigami, though it's his his uh father Byakuya and him are not related by blood, so don't worry about that. <laughs> Byakuya and his comrades witness the petrification of phenomenon in space after he goes up to be an astronaut along with uh, five other people. Those six survivors of humanity return to Earth and start repopulating like you do. Which and... doesn't make any sense. Why? Why? It makes perfect sense. Genetic diversity. I said this when that whole thing was said. I'm just like, there, there's no way that they didn't find other people at that point because I just don't believe that, that a whole village was populated by six people or you would have had a lot of genetic problems. Yeah. Same to me. <laughs> I mean, so... yes, I'll take that as an answer. It's just like, you're a science show. Come on. And uh, in order to pass down his knowledge to future generations, Byakuya also wrote down the hundred tales, uh, the last of which gives a hint for a time capsule that we'll talk about in just a moment. Uh, so Hyoga, one of the generals in Sukasa's army, attacks the village and the science team fight back with Katanas. Pretty sweet. But Hyoga's attack was actually a distraction to allow Homura, his uh, companion, to set the village on fire. And Suika leads Hyoga's group away to where they succumb to some poison gas. Of course, Hyoga and Homura are too smart to fall for that. Or at least Hyoga is. Mm. Hyoga informs Tsukasa that Gen has betrayed them and Senku is still alive. So now, with both being aware that each other are alive, it's time to prepare for the Stone Wars. And Senku, somewhat inspired by his uh, dear old friend, has decided to develop a cellular phone, finger quotes, <laughs> to communicate long distance. And Senku, Chrome, and Magma, an interesting grouping, dig up for some important rocks. And then Senku discovers a time capsule a record that they are able to play and hear a message from uh, Byakuya and the others. And there's a lovely song by the diva that was accompanying them. And they get to thinking with some of Gin's uh, manipulation and being able to reproduce voices, they could potentially gain some allies by making people think that that diva still is alive and wants uh, them to come fight for the side of science. Uh, that cell phone was the most ass thing possible, but science. <laughs> Here's our cell phone. That thing's as tall as you. You don't call that a cell phone. It's a, like a two-way radio, really. Yeah. Yes. Also, yeah. it needs a it really a long wire. It was a giant-ass walkie-talkie. So, so fun. No, it's not. At least we're getting the two characters that left in episode four back, finally. Mm -hmm. I think the curious part about, I mean, he obviously has a plan with his trail of inventions, but Senku hasn't really put any more effort into making more nitric acid uh, for the miracle fluid to, to get more petrified humans. Like, 
basically he's just letting Dukasa keep building his army and he's like, I'm just going to live off technology. And I get that's his whole brand, but like, you need more people. You need to, you need to crack open some more people. And I love the progression that he makes, the connections he makes between his technology building, but it drives me crazy that he's not, he's not uh, uh, providing any more miracle fluid to anyone and just letting Sukasa do it all himself. I think the problem is it's that once Senku told Sukasa where the uh, main source of the fluid was, he knew full well that he was never going to be able to go back because they'd have that thing under lock and key the whole time. It can't be the only place. Like, somebody as smart as Senku should well, be able to find another cave. You can find the another cave with, with bat dung in it. I mean, <laughs> yeah, I was going to say. Yeah, sure. I mean, he, he could make probably alcohol. make it, but... I mean, but you have to remember, plot dictates everything, so, you know, they're going to do it this way, even if it makes no sense. Yeah, maybe. Yeah, I think the logic, though, here is that, like, if Senku went to go look for another cave, that would be oh, what yeah, Tsukasa right. wanted, and Tsukasa, at this point, could easily overpower Senku. Which, So, yeah. like, Senku's playing the long game here. Is, mm. uh his other his his friend who he left behind you know like we normally in this situation you would see the other character um the, the taiju and your zuriha you would see like one episode off where you get to watch them but we literally haven't seen any of them for something like 15 episodes so yeah i'm desperately wondering how they're doing i want to know how they're doing are they okay is everybody okay? I'm very concerned. <laughs> yeah, that was kind of an interesting choice because I think the anime kind of framed the series pretty well as being like, okay, this is Senku's story. But I remember when the manga started, it always seemed like, oh, Taiju is clearly the main character. We're going to be focused on him, not Senku. And then suddenly Taiju and Yuzo Riha are just gone for a good chunk of this arc. Mm-hmm. Um, I will say, like, in the next season, there is going to be more stuff with them. So that will probably make you happy, Kuro. Well, I mean, the whole plan was let's give them the portable cell phone and, you know, have them relay to us what they're doing. Yes, they're going to have a giant megaphone stuck Very in inconspicuous. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and yet, somehow, everyone's going to be stupid. It's like, totally fine, sure. Well, to be fair, all the people that Tsukasa revived seem to be meatheads. Except for a few. <laughs> basically the basically the mini bosses, and that's about it. Hi, or, hi. Do you have a name? Yes. Do you have an intelligence rating? Mm-hmm. I mean, they have Gen. We have Gen. Gen's a fun character. He's a really fun character. Oh, oh, I'm I'm so glad they introduced him the way and and they have him going back and forth. Uh, he's he's quite funny to watch and he's been a good uh he's been a good addition to the team i would like to see suika take her her little melon head off now that she knows she can wear glasses but that's just a personal opinion she looks really goofy with the melon head maybe that's oh, she's so cute but that's though. the goddamn charm you don't remove the watermelon oh i mean she looks cute with or without it so Okay, without it, she's a little blonde. Like, like she's just so cute. She's like a like a, a young Kohaku. I love it. Okay, that, that's one complaint I have about Doctor Stone. All the female characters kind of look the same. Mm. Yeah, uh, art style dictates the facial looks. It's just like, yeah, I I I agree with that setting. It's just it, yeah. It's it just this is my art style. All the faces are gonna lightly look the same. Yeah, you can tell uh, Boichi, the artist of the series uh 
used to draw a lot of hentai. I need to look that stuff up actually, because I know like him and like one other was like, oh yeah, the or, uh, the the, uh, the uh, guy who made Food Wars, because I saw yep. like a whole, like Faku video about those. Like, oh really? I should see if I can find those. Yeah, they're they're around. They're they're pretty decent. <laughs> I would like to see um, more tension between Kohaku and Senku. I know it's ridiculous, but I totally ship it. And I hope that they do less gorilla references because that's just obnoxious and slightly offensive. But she she and he, like, even though it's not obvious, they seem to clearly have some traits that balance off each other. And, like, uh, you know, if they didn't focus on romance but have the tension kind of build up, you know, Senku's so obsessed with science, but he's a man too and, like, kind of let things develop naturally and organically. I I, I don't know what's going to happen, but it would be fun to see something like that happen. I, I I agree with where you're going with this, but I see one problem, and that's the fact that it's a shohen, and shohens must always be dictated by two guys beating the ever-living crap out of each other and what method is most appropriate. Not we always. can always move into the next century. <laughs> Not I mean, I do like that Kohaku is basically, from a physical perspective, the strongest person in the group, mm-hmm. which is kind of refreshing, though I do kind of agree with Koro, the gorilla jokes really do get old. I think that just kind of demeans Kohaku's character. Cut it out, like, Chrome. We have the strong female character, but we have to constantly make fun of her. Well, I mean, isn't mm-hmm. that almost somewhat the same thing with Maki and Fire Force? It doesn't make any sense, but that's the joke for Japan. Yeah, yeah but that's not a good thing in Fire Force's case either. Yeah. Again, Japanese culture. That's the joke. <laughs> we observed uh, this phenomenon in the uh, Thankful for the Ladies episode of the podcast. And it seems like it's kind of a current trend in anime and manga. And we, we don't like it. Yeah. No. Not V-Lord approved. Not Kuro approved. Not Sketch approved. Chrome is Kuro approved, though. He is adorable. He's such a little science nerd, even though he doesn't know it. And he's, he's like got his huge crush on Kohaku's sister. He's... He's adorable. He's so enthusiastic. It's just like I I love his character. He's he's a fun he's, character. He's so pure. Everybody's yeah. all like, "What are you gonna tell Rory? What are you gonna tell her over the phone?" <laughs> Moment. This Isn't is cool, science isn't amazing? At that point, someone just smacked him upside the head, and was like you goddamn idiot. Aww. I just keep having to remind myself that freaking uh, Senku's voiced by uh, Aaron Desmond. It's like, oh yeah, that's right. It's hard being a teenage boy in the new Stone Age, man. <laughs> Especially if you're a scientific one. <laughs> can only have his heart on one thing, and that has to be science. That's right. You know, and surviving every day. Yeah, that that too. Yeah, that that too. So that sounds kind of important. <laughs> yeah, I I really like the Kosaki moments, you know, his whole, like, I'm an artisan, but I'm uber muscular and I can show you how to do all these different tasks. Like, because it'd be too convenient if suddenly, you know, Senku's got all this brilliance, but he's able to figure out how to craft these things on his own. But every time he can't really quite grasp something, you have the artisan of Kosaki able to come in and, and do it. And then he like gets all buff, you know, he's like the typical old buff guy just jumps in and like, I can do that. Watch my bulging muscles. And it's it's a lot of fun. It makes me it, it makes for kind of an enjoyable moment just to watch that dynamic. You know, him grabbing like 
I can do this better than you guys, or I'll take care of this. And then he builds that water wheel. And that was, that was pretty boss. I really enjoyed that. Yeah. I think he's, he's great to have around because uh, it's uh, you definitely need somebody with that kind of strength and skill to be able to build the kind of stuff that they're trying to build. And yeah. I, I appreciate that they got, they got the old man involved by firing up his craft spirit. <laughs> I, mean, I thought it was more just mockery, and then he finally got pissed off enough to do it. Yeah, a little bit, but they, they were just trying to pump him up, get him That's excited kind of about it. That's the beauty of this series. They, they, they really pander to what every person can contribute. In a village situation, it is, it is all about survival, and so every person's contribution is crucial. And Senku really gambles on that, and he really finds a way to maximize their potential. Like magma and his all his muscle bound glory and his complete lack of ability to do anything else, you know, they go into the cave and you're like, oh no, he's gonna kill Senku. But the fact is, like, oh no, they find a way to gain each other's trust and his contributions are important. Kinro and Ginro, their contributions are important. So like, every person has a really vital role in making this community function to the best it can, and I like mm-hmm. that dynamic a lot. Of course, Senku's all like, ooh, look at all the free labor I just got. (laughs) (laughs) Before I had to coerce people. Now I'm the village head, so they just got to do what I tell them. (laughs) But I I appreciate the pragmatic, uh, I think pragmatic would be the word, uh, way that Magma looks at Senku. And that, look, I realize that I'm out of my depth here. And the way forward is not something that I'm used to. But at the end, if you fail, then we can just go back to it my way if I if I deem that to be the case. Mm-hmm. So he's just kind of, <laughs> he wins either kind way. Of, kind of biding his time, but at the same time, he he respects Sinku for what he's able to accomplish. And I, I like to see that because at first this dude was literally anime guest on. <laughs> yeah, for <laughs> time to watch. Even with his own Lafau. <laughs> yeah. Did you call him Lafau? He's yeah. LeFou. But he's LeFou, yeah. No, I yeah. like that. Yeah. We're going to call him LeFou. LeFou. <laughs> Boy, it disturbs me to see you, Magma. Looking so oh, the God. Dust. oh, no. Oh, my God. And so our ending music will be the beauty of oh, the uh, his, his little buddy <laughs> and, and Crom fighting was pretty amusing. Yes. <laughs> yeah. That was pretty good. Always like, I'm crying, but my tears will magnify these glasses. Blah, drama, blah. It was great. It was great stuff. Yeah. Felt way more invested than I needed to be. Creative, uh, creative use of all that science. This show is very educational. And it's so educational, they have to put a disclaimer at the back saying, please don't be stupid. <laughs> Yeah, it's it's kind of nice because I know uh, for the series um, Inagaki, he has like a uh, science consultant. I think his name's like Kurare or something. Um, but yeah, like all the like inventions and stuff, even if they aren't necessarily like completely grounded in reality, they are based off of all scientific mm-hmm. principles, which is kind of really nice. Yeah, and it's it's so cool to see how they go from these smaller inventions to bigger and bigger and bigger ways that they can improve how they do things and we get to see all those steps along the way it's 
it's it's nice to see that amount of detail. Yeah. At the very least, they uh, do their research. That's all I'll say. But I'm actually surprised mm-hmm. at how much they manage to squeeze into the show. Even though sometimes you're sitting there and wonder, like, wait, how, how much time has passed between point A and point B? Oh, about like a month. Yeah. I, I kind of call that into question, but sure. Oh, look, I have an entire army. How long did it take you? About like two months. <laughs> a, a montage oh. taking us to Christmas, and then they light up a tree. That was a cool scene. I really liked that. I really it's just like, it. oh, wow. I mean, yeah, smart. I would argue in this situation a fundamental waste of good glass, but sure, fine, whatever, Christmas moment. And then they made him a microscope. I made a yeah. telescope. That's yeah, the opposite. <laughs> oh, I mean, a, yes. a telescope can be a microscope if you look at the opposite end. Ah, true. It was a nice homage to, like, everything he's done. He did it because he loved to do it, but also, you know, everything he contributed to helping everybody else, and then they wanted to give oh. something back to him, and it was actually really sweet. Although, now that I think about it, I do find it kind of interesting how it's like, the outfits didn't really change all that much. They just got a fur lining around him, and it's like, I... Huh. That's practical enough. I mean, yeah, but I, I would sit there and think, it's like, you'd think it'd be colder at that point, or did weather not really change all that much after we skirted up? <laughs> I mean, it's cold enough to snow at a point, so... Who knows? Uh, it's fairly I... unusual to show characters i've noticed changing outfits it's something unique to like certain directors and artists like uh because it's easier Dayo to... hamamoto right right uh, v lord like she's one of the few people who's actually employed changing characters uh, uh looks to through different situations like she did with Fuji, uh, fujiko and and a woman named fujiko mine and like some other series like it's it's very rare to have characters change outfits right yeah, I mean, I think like Colton was about to say this, but I think it's like usually because it's just easier to draw it. Because yep. otherwise, you have to think of a new outfit like every time. Mm-hmm. New outfit, new concept art, new t- t- character angles, having everybody have to master that style or what on so on. Yeah, it just it's easier to get stuff out, especially when it's in manga and all that sort of stuff. You're kind of on a tight time frame. Yeah, and when it becomes an anime, you have so many people involved with the animation process that if you don't keep it consistent and simple, it's going to cause problems. Yeah, because all the animators have to reference character sheets and everything, so it's like, it would make Probably it like 10 times harder. uncommon to see uh, anime characters change looks outside of uh, the next season. Yep. Yeah, when they do change, it's like, oh, this is a big deal, we have to get hyped. Yeah, pretty much. I think one of the things that I found the most interesting that I'm really looking forward to, I know the next season is focused on the Stone Wars, but the fact that um, Senku's father realized that the change, the global change originated from South America, like, I'm kind of curious to see how that plays out and whether they're going to spend any time exploring that at all. Like, what made made this whole thing? (laughs) Whole apocalypse happened. I have so much I want to say right now, but But it's probably not even going to be revealed in the next season. No, no, probably. but like them being curious about it and them talking about it, you know, mm-hmm. I'd like to see that. I mean, All right. my only hope, this is the last thing, would be is I hope they end up doing a science religion arc. 
that'd be kind of cool to see how that would uh. work if you had people who were like, um, well, it, well, God, because my idea was there's another person who figures out how to free people, but uses it under the guise of God. So the idea is you have it being sent who knows it's a fake, but he has to deal with the idea of religious zealots. <laughs> that would be interesting. I mean, V-Lord's laughing. V-Lord's getting like an idiot, so I'm assuming I'm right to some extent. Sort of. It's kind of surprising that, like, Ishigami Village doesn't really have a religion, but they do have the Hundred Tales, which is kind of like their Bible. Because, again, I I was going to say, like, like, if if you have a science show, you inevitably have to get to that fun moment of, like, yeah, here's the super religious guy, but religion doesn't mean anything because God doesn't exist. And go. Yeah, that does seem like an inevitability. Paul, you haven't said much. Any uh, anything you want to talk about regarding Doctor Stone? Um, I I will say like that that series kind of took me out of by surprise. I guess is the best way to put it because I didn't really expect it to kind of catch my attention, and it did. Um. But I, I like the direction that it's going in. Uh, side note, we're going to have to tie up V-Lord because he's like that guy in the corner who's like, mm, I want to say something, but I can't. Um, <laughs> at, at least uh, he has restraint. I'll thank him for that much. Yes. Um, that picture you posted the other day was like very accurate, Paul. Exactly. Yep. <laughs> That's what I was going to get to. Um, but yeah, I mean, yeah, the story, the storyline behind Dr. Stone is very compelling. Um, and it's it's interesting that like everything so far has been interconnected and you know it, it kind of surprises me that we haven't found more humans um especially more that are like that have come back to life so i'm going to be interested to see what where that's going if that happens hmm. i mean obviously obviously Sen, senku revived a couple people douchebag did the rest <laughs> did some some other ones it's a little it's, hard it's... to believe that only senku uh, would be able to wake up the way that he did i mean they right. do explain that there was some chemical reason for it but you would think somewhere else in the world that that same kind of thing could have happened to someone else yeah like it's such a like uh very specific thing that like with how big the world is there has to be someone else out there who was able to get out and maybe they turned out to be a religious zealot even (laughs) if they were they're in this new stone age they're all limited to their location so japan so yeah there could be things going on in in europe and africa and south america north america but the fact is like it can't show all that scale because even if it is happening, it's not like they can transport themselves quickly, you know, or if they will, like maybe Wait, that'll be a different Until Senku starts build. going to the Wright Brothers mentality. Yeah, I expect at some point them to make a flying ship. Planes, you know. <laughs> I expect it, Kaiju to be on a wing glider by season four. Let, let Curl finish, please. It, it's a potential, <laughs> it's a potential arc, but the, the, the focus of like, it makes sense the way they built it up that this is the extent of what this world, they're not saying this is the only thing that's existing in this world, but they're saying 
these are the circumstances the story is focusing on, and we just happen to have a trump card, and it's Senku, who's obsessed with science, and able to make these connections to push into the future the advancements they can make with their resource level. So I, I like, I think it's it's a practical element for story building and world building, and it still has the element of mystery about it, and it can drive the plot forward. So it's 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 well contained. You know, the other thing that kind of and, you know, I think we're a little too early in this to kind of find that out. But, mm-hmm. you know, it, it's kind of one of those things where, let's say more people have been revived uh, from some kind of chemical um, like Sen- Senku was. Like, I also noticed kind of in this world, like, oh, well, it's been so long that all the, the buildings have, like, disintegrated or there's very little left. And I'm just sitting there going... I don't feel like that's completely true. And I feel like we're going to find more buildings here mm-hmm. sooner or later, you know, cause it just doesn't make sense to me that all oh, they all collapsed and it's been that long that they're gone. That's I don't know. I mean, it's been point. thousands of years though. There yeah, were, well, there, there is a, uh, I think I'm mixing up my, uh, <laughs> I'm mixing up my post-apocalyptic stories. <laughs> I was thinking of something that was in seven seeds. Which is not nearly as good as Doctor Stone, <laughs> mm. <laughs> but uh, I think Facts. there there might be some structures still existing in some way. But yeah, it's been a really long time, and it's theorized that in that much time, the Earth would basically reset. Well, I mean. Let's talk about today's archaeology. We have Goblaki Tepe, which is 10,000 years old. And we can we, we find it, it is incredibly well-preserved. So why would some of our buildings not be preserved in 3,700 years? And what right. would that mean? Right. You know, it's very much a, a, forgive the expression, but it's a very Horizon Zero Dawn scenario. Like, there's technology pockets hidden under the ground that they could be accessible, you know? Hmm. I well, like your idea, Paul. I like it. Yeah, yeah I'm I just mean, imagining yeah. Senku fighting mecha dinosaurs. Oh, God. I like it. I like it all. <laughs> I mean, it, it's kind of like the fact, like, uh, kind of just to jump off of you, Carl, like, it's, it's more of like the fact that, okay, let's just say, like, the world did reset in a certain way. That's not to say that, you know... There, you know, there's not buildings buried underneath earth and dirt mm-hmm. and everything. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. Because I mean, obviously, because let, let's let's face it. So Senku was in a building when everything happened. He was obviously put in the position that he was so that he would be safe. Um. So, you know, I, I yeah, there's probably some buildings that would collapse, but. I can't see like like you know like you were saying like I, I can't see and V Lord was saying this too I think like I can't see every single building being destroyed I feel like they're gonna and I also feel like they're gonna find some of this technology buried that they can just kind of I know Senku would just be like oh I can fix this and now it's back up and running you're mm-hmm. telling me there's no cars buried underneath the dirt come on you're it's telling a good me like device. It's a good, it's a good potential plot device, and it yeah. it makes like, I feel like this resetting gives a lot of potential for this series to keep going if they want to explore it that way. Oh, and by the way, I, I really, really, really love, um, 
I should know this. Um, I really love the the bad guy in this. Um, Sukasa. Yeah, Sukasa. I can't. We've interviewed him so many times, but because I'm tired, I can't think of his voice actor's name. But um, yeah, like I, I just they 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 were perfect. They were like spot on when they when they they put him in the role. Um, it's the guy that plays Weez, and I can't think of it off the top of my head. Ian Sinclair. Ian. I was gonna say Ian Sinclair. I thought that was wrong. Sinclair. Yes. Okay. Wonderful. Okay. Now that I know that I wasn't losing my mind. Um, <laughs> Yeah, I mean, I thought Ian was great for this part. Like, I just, you know, he just, it just made sense to put him in as the bad guy here. And, um, yeah, you know, I just, I, I love the series. And by the way, I mean, this was, this was a Crunchyroll series, right? Yes. So oh, he, he's Weiss. Oh, snap. Yeah. That was, like, know where do I know weiss. him from? He, 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 he was also Dandy. Yeah. Oh, dude, we've done so many interviews with us, with him. Like he he knows us by heart now, Carl. But yeah, um, <laughs> like so. Um, but in all seriousness, like Ian does such a great job with that role. Like I, I'm I'm so happy that they put him in to be the bad guy there because the it just makes so much stellar. Sense. Yes, and and I'm glad that Funimation was the one that that dubbed this because it's just it's just a great dub. And you know, I mean, we were talking a little bit earlier about the whole Crunchyroll and Funimation thing, like it's like shows like this with Crunchyroll and Funimation combining that I don't mind them doing most of these shows like Dr. Stone um, in Texas because they do such a great job. Um, I hope that they do kind of still do a mix, but you know, that's, I just wanted to make that little side note that I I just kind of hope that they do, you know, they do keep doing both. Um, Yeah. Uh, I'm trying to think, is there anything else about Dr. Stone? Um, I'm interested to kind of see, you know, it's funny because, so Senku's dad obviously had, or did he, did he have, he had kids with one of the other, with, um, the singer, right? I believe so, yeah. He, so, I thought he adopted her children. It, it wasn't really clear, to be honest. Yeah, it's not entirely clear. Yeah, they're they're very yeah. vague about it. I I believe the one couple with the Russian guy had like two kids. I think they adopted them. I thought they had them, but whatever. No, I they, so no no the the Russian couple that had the kids. If you remember, I believe one of them died, right. and then the other one. Yeah, died. yeah, yeah. After so, the fact, I'm so they were taking care time. of their kids. But then she had kids, and I thought it was with Senku's dad. I believe so. Which it's not, which it's not clear, yes. Mm-hmm. So it's going to be very – the reason I bring that up is it's going to be very interesting because you kind of see, like, both sisters kind of, like, kind of being into Senku, but, you know, you're, it's that's kind of unclear, too. And it's just like, well, wait a minute. If they get together, aren't they kind of – Blood? But like, Paul, Senku's not related to his dad. So well, it's true. okay by anime logic. That is true. Wait, yeah. I forgot about I that. Mean, that, and if you assume the fact that it's been 5,000 years, assuming proper genetic diversity, it'd have been so far out of the picture, it'd have been negligible. Wait, he's not related to his dad? No. Yeah, he was that. adopted. He was adopted. Yeah. I 
forgot about oh, that. Oh, I missed that. Yeah, I'm, 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 I, wow, I am tired, Jesus. No, <laughs> like, I missed that. I must have, yeah. I thought they kind of looked alike. Well, how the fuck did I miss that? Well, Sorry. they look alike, but no, I, it is more or less stated that, no, I uh, think it was like, I think he was like a step, the stepson in that case. I think it was like his adoptive dad. father. Yeah, something like that. Yeah, I, I, like I, I forget the exact thing, but I, yeah, it was one of those two. Yeah, so I mean, okay, well then never mind. <laughs> like, okay, well that doesn't make any, it doesn't, there shouldn't be any problem there. But well, it, I didn't know that either, so there you go. Yeah. <laughs> um, By the way, shout yeah. out to Byakuya for being a good dad in a shonen manga. Yeah, yeah. right? A rare moment, because Lord knows we've seen God knows how many dads in these animes that are just like, either A, you don't care, B, you actively try to stay away from your kid, or you just suck. He's actually just not dads. just a good dad, he's a cool dad. Like, he's he, he legitimately yeah. is cool. He tries to do things he knows that his kid's gonna like, and 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 tries to, like, promote his growth, and he's he's just a really cool dude. I like Byakuya a lot. Oh, one other thing to add to Dr. Stone, like, in the beginning, obviously this this doesn't count because we were talking about twelve through twenty four. Mm-hmm. But, um, and I mean they did show up at the end there. But I, I want to see I want to see I, I want to see more of them this time. Azuriha and um, what's his name? Taiju. For the Stone Wars because they're going to be yeah. part of his active plan. Because I, I I mean I understand that they were trying to uh like establish. Senku and kind of just show his story and that's great but you can't just be like oh here's these other guys but oh by the way they're just off somewhere else it's like I, I, I believe like 99% of that reason was the fact was that because Sukasa had technically killed him but they yeah. did that whole like resurrection BS with the uh, depetrification serum like Senku's whole idea was no you guys have to follow Sukasa because I'm dead and you have nowhere to go just wait for my signal and it's just like so we're just ditching him all right, fine. Hopefully they come back, and they do. I just hope they don't die. Like I, I, I like them, and I want to see their relationship where that goes. I don't think they've. Do I? I, I don't think they'll do death flags on those two. I hope not, because I, I really want to see where their relationship goes. Because I was kind of pulling for him, and then all of a sudden they were just like, "Oh, it's all about Senku now." I'm like, "Uh, what, 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 the, what?" Yeah, because much as I like Senku, I also really love Taiju. So, like, whenever he shows up, I'm like, oh, my God, it's Taiju. Give me more Taiju. Yeah. I wonder what they'll do for the season two is, like, sorry to follow him in the dark trail. It's, like, just do, like, a couple episodes just on Taiju and Yuzuriha, like, four or five episodes with just them, and then go back to whatever pattern they want to do. I also kind of wonder in season two... um, uh, what, God, what is his name? The bad guy's name again. I'm, I'm sorry. Kasi, yes. I mean, that, that, that's the thing that we talk about all the time, how there's like so many names and you're like, oh my God, fucking yeah. stop. Um, I'm wondering if the society that he kind of set up with all the people he brought in, I'm kind of wondering if this is going to turn into one of those situations where like Senku can come in and say, well, this is the law. I can challenge you for leadership, and if I win, I lead, and nobody can question it, kind mm-hmm. of thing. So I'm I'm waiting to see if that'll happen. I'm I, sure there's going to be a lot of fighting, but I'm waiting to see if that'll happen too. 
I would assume Sukasa probably has it in effect, but no one has the outright balls to challenge him on that. Because even when um, Taiju did it, saying uh, Sukasa literally called him out as as it being just like, you're strong, but you have zero actual intent on hurting a single butterfly. So, I mean, I I could see that being the case, but I would seriously doubt it would ever really come into fruition. Apart from it being a case of like it being literally Senku versus him for the sake of the whole war. Well, let's be honest. These are a bunch of beefy teenagers, and they came out of the era of cell phones and ordering ramen and video games. And now they're in the Stone Age. And here's you, you, you give them the opportunity to power. They'd be like, yeah, but then you say, oh, but wait, I can offer you cola and cell phones. What do you think they're going to pick? You know, like, they're going to pick what they know and what they know is technology. So I feel like it's not going to be a hard sell for Senku to to be like, hey, join the team of science. We have the things you remember living with as opposed to this asshole who can only offer you a club and some meat that you have to roast yourself. The only was an easy sell for Gen. Huh? Good, oh no! Good, I was saying it was an easy sell for Gen. Yeah. That's yeah. True. the 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 only problem that I would see with that though was in the one episode where you actually got to see like inside of uh, uh, Sukasa's like army. His cave. Strangely, yeah. There was the one chick who actually directly states it, and for some strange reason, I feel like even though that I I would hope that's the case. A lot of them are probably likely really content in the current situation. Because there was that one, I think it was like a blonde-haired, like, side character who was like, oh, yeah, well, I used to do this and this and this, and I hated it. And now I'm in the Sony, and I love it here. And it's like, I find that hard to believe. But, okay. So, but, when can we expect, you think, to see season two on Toonami? Because the dub is coming to Funimation in the winter so early next year what yeah. are we thinking like spring 2021 tsunami maybe probably yeah. yeah probably spring unless they manage to get it closer to the simul dub dates so i know like well, black clover they i mean some of them they've gotten within like two weeks but it depends on the agreements well like it was, fire force yeah i mean i i was i was kind of saying that you know, I, I see kind of Attack on Titan and Dr. Stone kind of showing up around the same time just because, mm-hmm. you know, what Toonami's been doing because of the pandemic is being like, and they did this with Fire Force, thank God, um, is kind of be like, okay, we're going to wait for a certain amount of episodes and then we're going to put it on Toonami because mm-hmm. it makes no sense when they record an ep- when they record like two or three episodes and then they have a little bit of a hiatus because of whatever reason and then they put out three more and then have a, some kind of whatever you know because covid's been a really screwed up situation it mm-hmm. seems like they kind of have it down now but mm-hmm. i think they're kind of just playing it on the safe side and i like that because i would rather them not do what happened with my hero academia again and just be like oh by the way we can't play dr stone this week a new episode because it's not dubbed like you know what I mean? So I would rather them just wait it out, get about 10 to 12 episodes ready and then put it on because that's the way it's, that's the way it probably should be done, you know? And yeah. So, so probably like May or June, realistically. Uh, no, I mean, I would say, I mean, because what, so attack on Titans just started. Like all this right. Last all right. Week. All right. Let me pull up the chart. 
Oh, <laughs> of I mean, course, okay. Sketch has the chart. The sketch oh, chart. The master list. Uh, it's just a guesstimation, but. Oh God, Sketch. I is like gonna... charts. I like charts. I'm a fan. My job is like literally charts. Yeah. <laughs> well, charts mean planning, and planning means organization, and I'm a fan of all these things. So, naturally. 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 Uh, so let's see here. Well, I mean, it could end up replacing Gridman, which only lasts 12 weeks. But other than that, the next opening would be Fire Force, and that's not until about May. What about Sword Art? Gridman, yeah, it's probably going to go to Attack on Titan, wouldn't you think? Yeah. Oh, yeah, true. Good point. Well, I mean, keep in mind, too, that they may expand the block as well just to kind of fit one of these shows in. So it's possible. That's, not, that's not out of the possibility range. So, yeah, uh, I would doubt it, but never depends on what I when, see things when they get it for Dr. Stone being more like it has been with Fire Force, where they would wait a significant amount of time before they would yeah. start airing it. Yeah. But it could come as early as February. Who knows? Yeah. February would be great. I mean, I'm ready to see some Stone Wars. Sword Art Online came out of nowhere, so who knows? These might come out of nowhere as well. So, hmm. we're doing pretty well with with the some quantity of fresh content too. So I'm not totally like disappointed with what's airing now, and and I think. I think we'll in twenty twenty one we're gonna see a lot of season twos and threes and such. So I, I'm I'm excited. I think twenty twenty one is gonna be a great year for Toonami. Lots of good stuff. Better than this year. Everything's gonna be better than twenty twenty, quite frankly. Let's One can hope. Oh, yes. Yes, for sure. <laughs> <laughs> At least as far as production stuff goes. Or in everything else. Hmm. So, so yeah, uh, we've uh, we got you caught up. But I mean, if you did miss these episodes, they're unfortunately no longer on the Adult Swim website. But you can catch up on Funimation, and uh, I think it's also on Hulu <clears throat> by now. Maybe it's, it's uh, do no, actually, I don't think it is on Hulu because the dub was on Funimation and the sub was on Crunchyroll due to their agreement. So I think just Funimation, which uh, thankfully is only like six bucks a month. So, Or I think you might be able to watch it for free with ads because it's uh, not new. It might, yeah, it might be old enough that they'd let you do that. Yeah, I, I I don't really uh, keep track of what they allow you to do for free animation yep. at this point, but it's you can wrong. also buy it on uh, Blu-ray. I believe that second set is coming out pretty soon, or just came out, something like that. I'm obviously very well informed about these things, mm-hmm. <laughs> but I mean nobody else is saying anything. Uh, yes, all of season one is free. Oh, cool. I do not see the little smiley face next to the English part about it, which means it is technically not considered part of Funimation now. Cool. If I'm saying that right, I believe that's how that works. It's, I, I think so. It's not required to be a subscriber to watch. Yeah. So, so it's on Funimation now in English. 
And yeah, you can catch up there. So, uh, it's about time to get into that uh, Gamu Seto Death Beats recap that I did with Duelist and Caboose right now. Welcome back to the Toonami Faithful Podcast. I am your host, Sketch, and with me I have my adult friends, Duelist and Caboose. Hello, adult friend. Hello, adult friend. Hello. Hello. It is fun to spend time with my adult friends. The, Hello. On the Toonami Escape Podcast, they were talking about what it meant to be adult friends, and one of them commented, that's like if you text each other once a month. <laughs> Shit. I don't even do that with my best friend. Oh. Yeah. That, that's awkward. He's got a wife and kid now. Like, I don't want to bother him. Oh, that's fair. Um, there's that. You know, <laughs> you're, you you're right. You're just... right. I, I, I don't text my best friend as often as I text this asshole. Now Sketch has no way to talk about Caboose. Huh. Yeah. All right. Are we? Just, just, just to make a, a pointless comment about texts, real quick. Does anyone else feel like they got, uh, like unlimited texting right around the time that having that stopped really mattering because everyone is just using messengers and shit now? Maybe, but I mean, it's, it's not like things like AOL Instant Messenger didn't exist before that. Yeah, but I mean, you, you didn't easily oh. have it on your phone that you were carrying around generally, unless you had one of those like fancy sidekick things that don't exist anymore. <laughs> oh man, remember they... the sidekick ads? Uh, Johnny Chase. You know those uh those those are those are kind of like Game of Seto Death Beats. <laughs> if you say so. I, I mean, stylistically, anyway. <laughs> it's it, kind of Princess I. Yeah. Ads for manga by. So the, the rundown of these episodes, uh, episode 7, E-B-M-A-J-7, whatever the heck that means. Uh, Titi's boat docks in Diu, the Chinese mythological hell, and it appears abandoned and godless, populated only by roaming bicycle-riding spirits who committed suicide, and other people who committed suicide other ways. Just how dangerous can a hell with no management be? Well, it gets pretty dangerous once uh, they uh, inform Makasu that Yama was controlling this area, and now Yama is gone, and being hocked up on pills, Makasu decides to uh, become their new god? <laughs> Like, I took down the baddest bitch in the, the yard, and now I'm the boss. 
He's the boss. And in episode 8, E9. Now that's just confusing. Why wasn't episode 9 E9? Come on now. Uh, Makasu totally misconstrues all the friendship advice that Dr. Legs has been giving him during his redemption arc. And with our hero out of commission, they take drastic measures to take to try to save the universe by bringing the center of all death to Makasu by using him as the bait. And then he's like, oh, I'm not bad anymore. And then takes a pot shot at Titanic and James Cameron. <laughs> a very hot take. <laughs> ah, so you got to have to have a certain appreciation for these guys being like, all right, so how did you die? And they're like, wow. You, you're... Your your ego brought you to killing yourself by being burned by the sun. That is the most badass way to die. <laughs> that's uh, that's one way of putting it. It is because the 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 sportsy spirits who died from painful experiences have completely different uh, mindsets than the intellectuals that feel that your emotions should drive you to suicide. And Makasu managed to accomplish both those things, apparently. Uh, I, I like... I was thinking about this in comparison to uh, the previous season, Kimuseto Machu Picchu, that it's kind of nice to have more than two primary characters. So it's, it's nice to have Josie and Titty around to banter off of Makasu and Dr. Legs. It's good. It's good, good to have characters to bounce things off of. Because, I mean, when it's just Makasu and the God of Tennis... You're like, man, when's that chair going to show up again? <laughs> I love it. <laughs> A chair. Always nervous. Always nervous. Uh, <clears throat> Marcus, who punches himself in the junk several times in this episode. For reasons... We can go with that for reasons. Yeah. <laughs> well, at first he's like, I'm doing this to, you know, suffer with my friends. And then he punches himself ten times. He's like, those were for me. No, oh, okay. <laughs> uh, I... <laughs> Obviously, the, the boy is into some stuff. Definitely into some stuff. So... Duelist, this is the first time we've had you on since talking about season two. How how you liking it so far? I mean, I've had my mixed feelings as we've gone along. Hmm. Uh, most I mostly say that because in the beginning they were doing some stuff at least where I felt like they were trying to 
um, unorganically ape the feeling of some of the quirkiness from Machu Picchu, which I don't feel like I've noticed as much in these later episodes. Yeah, I think they've kind of grown out of that and found their footing in other ways. I feel like the show has started shifting to feeling a little bit more ridiculous in a different feeling fashion, like whatever you might call the way that the most recent episode was uh, I don't know I was just rather entertained by like uh, what what do we want to call him Uh, not Tetsuo Makasu (laughs) which I'm thinking this may be the uh the, the whole Akira thing Max alluded to at one point. No, no, the Akira thing he was talking about was in the first season, which was really on the nose. This well, is, I thought, this is I thought he said something about, like, I wanted to do something, like, from the Akira manga that has, like, Tetsuo talking to a bunch of kids in a football stadium or something. I could be confusing... What no, he said no you're right. What he said... Uh, I think you're right, well, because, I mean, they were at a football stadium and he was telling all of the... all his minions at the time to... Yeah. Oh, Makasu, you, uh... You literally blue-pilled that entire episode. I think he's gonna have some uh, liver problems. Liver failure! I... It's, it seems to be applied that uh, screwing with his liver made Keith stronger. <laughs> Which is, yeah, I don't know how to feel about that. Yeah, <laughs> substance abuse, kids. Yeah. And then it's like, oh, I was so hocked up on these pills that I made bad decisions. It's like, yeah, we'll go with that. I'm going to make these bunch of people uh, hump in a football stadium because I don't know why. And now, to be fair, when he was getting the pills, he he told Dr. Legs, I don't know, I have an addictive personality. (laughs) Then I said, can I take a picture of your shirt, sir? No. But you're gonna do it anyway, aren't you? (laughs) With his three cameras. Makasu doesn't know what the word suicide means. He thought that the people in Suicide Town were the people who made smartphones. I don't, uh... Yeah. I don't really know. As a connoisseur of wordplay and puns, I certainly appreciated the pansexual joke. Oh, God. I'll fry anything once. It was was fairly amusing line. That that sounds like a line from a Food Wars abridged. It does. Like somebody's facing from a Food Wars abridged. I wouldn't doubt it. Somebody's facing off in Food Wars. They're like, oh, I can't believe you're doing that. Yes, well, I'm pansexual. I'll fry anything once. Ah. My cock is tired. Yacht cocks. They used to call fire hydrants cocks. 
Continually educational. Pentatonics. Any input here, Caboose? I just, I, 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 I just love it. <laughs> like every little joke just gets me. Like just hits me so hard, and I lose it. <laughs> bike juice. Titty complaining about bikes, like constantly. Uh, like I don't like bikes. I like boats. I love boats. Loves her boat. Mm-hmm. Hey, an uncensored titty in uh, the in the ending sequence. The the Dragon Ball yeah. homage, as it were. Yes, the Dragon Ball homage. I guess <laughs> yeah. we can get away I... with that because there wasn't a nipple. Yeah. Got to blur it if it's a nipple. It's kind of extra amusing because it's supposed to be Bulma. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. It's kind of extra amusing. Also, that's a, it's a nice song. Swan Thank you, Tina. Tina. There, there was some uh, nice off-model, but actually better drawn parts in these two episodes. And what's the deal with... Are we seeing the narrator now? And is he... good-looking? And and has a cute child daughter. Uh-huh. You know, it's funny because we didn't get any topical promos at all last night. And like the preview for the next episode is just the narrator saying, Hey, I have a kid now. Yeah. Doing great. I'm considering they brought the center of all death to them already and there's still six episodes left i'm 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 wondering how this is going to play out i don't know and uh the million dollar question gentlemen is is this makasu's hottest take it's just like that terrible 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 movie titanic by the obese jim cameron Nice. It's just like that. <laughs> terrible, terrible. Yeah, just keep repeating it. It's, 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 mm-hmm. it's only going to get better. <laughs> yep. I mean, to some degree. Uh, there there was a reference to Valhalla ever so briefly that, that, that Valhalla's coming. I was like, oh, cool, Valhalla. I'm aware of that one. And not just because of Assassin's Creed games. Being fragile. <laughs> But probably because of uh, Dexter's Laboratory. What was the name of that character? Who's a who's a yeah. parody of Thor? Valhallen. Yeah, Valhallen. And his mighty axe. Ah, the Super Friends. So, it's good, good stuff. You mean the uh, Justice Pals? Justice Friends. That or, was it. Yeah, something. Something like Super that. Super Friends was an actual thing. <laughs> yeah. Involving actual superheroes. <laughs> Justice Friends, assemble. 
uh, you mean? that one episode when Dexter makes a major glory action figures <laughs> and at the end they're like we're gonna go meet someone oh yeah who my lawyer <laughs> whoops <laughs> it's just as fruit pies yeah, it doesn't have anything to do with dead beats but that's okay so it's, uh, it's been a journey so far i i have I like the, I mean, there's obviously some Akira references here, and kind of, it's kind of a Blade Runner town. Hmm. Uh, yeah. I mean, the concept is, uh, they would be eternally punished be, because they were, because they killed themselves messing up uh, reincarnation. It's like, but Yama's not around, so they just flip over a car and start riding bikes. <laughs> Whatever. And pain rain, which they can bottle. That's, oof. Pain rain seems real unpleasant. They keep coming up with creative ways to use the noodle arms. I appreciate that. It's just like Makasu said. Josie, this isn't a disability. <laughs> there are many uses for noodle arms. Like tripping Yama. <laughs> uh, have to keep remaking the map because it's just the, all the, all all the afterlives are moving around. Messed up the boat. Ah, uh, well, that's a good time. I, I guess I guess that's it. If if nobody has anything else to add, yeah, I just kind of want to watch more. <laughs> yeah, I do. Yes, well, we we don't have too long to wait. I do appreciate that they're not gonna make us wait until after the holidays. Yeah, uh, we're gonna get that epic one-hour finale at the low low cost I, of the Naruto just... Shippuden. Yeah. I just find it such a weird take. People are saying that, oh, they're just burning it off due to, like, low performance. It's they don't burn low. off shows for performance. They burn off shows uh, that they lose the rights to. Hello, Beware the Batman. I miss you. I really do. Hmm. I found one of my Blu-rays of that today. Oh, yeah? You have Blu-rays of Beware the Batman? Mm-hmm. Wow. Picking up that. Couple years back, probably. And if you want to watch Beware the Batman, you can on HBO Max. Just scan the QR code, wait. Oh, <laughs> uh, yeah, so Adult Swim just did a bunch of those promotions where you can scan a QR code and get a free trial, and then immediately after, they're like, well, now, no free trials. Because <laughs> we Wonder don't want Woman you signing... Oh man! Guess I should have used that. That is, uh, to to quote Andre the Black Nerd, that was some gangsta shit <laughs> that Warner Brothers just pulled, announcing that all seventeen of their theatrical movies are going to be on HBO Max and oh, yeah. the same day. Because now everybody, 
has to decide whether or not they're going to do that. Very bold. If, yeah, that, if that doesn't I... get them more subscriptions, I don't know what will. But more space a... ghosts. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, don't tease me, Caboose. New space ghosts would be a thing that would potentially get. Well, I mean, how many people signed up for GameFly to watch? Not GameFly. Uh, what was it? GameTap. GameTap. Game tap. How many people signed up for Game Tap to watch Space Ghost? Those episodes are like lost media now. Uh, if only more people would I signed mean, up for I, Game I, Tap. I, I saw some episodes. I think they're around somewhere. Maybe. Somewhere. I okay. could be wrong. Could be. Could be. <laughs> Yeah. Well, the journey yeah, continues. The whole finale. Whole finale. We're, it's going to be great. We're not quite there yet. We got two episodes next Most. week. And then the week after, we get the last four episodes. Very cool. Looking forward to it. So I want to see how this all ends. Will they be able to reset the universe? I mean, it seems like Makasu can uh, get sidetracked into not wanting to reset the universe pretty easily. <laughs> like, we don't need to reset the universe. We can just make people do what we want. Right here. Do humpies! Uh, am I doing it right? Gear <laughs> pierce. Can I stop now? <laughs> Somebody... Uh, somebody made the suggestion they should have called him Juan Piss. <laughs> that might have been a little too on the nose. <laughs> Besides, he's he's like bicycles. Uh, gear gear piss makes sense. Humpies is a very 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 classic blood feast fish center reference. Oh, and. Uh, I, I bet a yeah. lot of people didn't know that. Probably not. <laughs> thank, thank you for informing us. Yes. So, Humpies, uh... Revies, <laughs> Spy Plane. Oh. Hmm. All right. Yeah. Oh, we <laughs> we should talk about that. Uh, recent infomercial about panties. <laughs> because Duelist and I were watching that and part of it is like, this this feels like a Game Museto segment sometimes. <laughs> it's... And also advanced robotics. <laughs> Nobody appreciates my video editing anymore. <laughs> well, maybe if you did it more often. <laughs> I know, right? I know. But at least you tried. I tried. Well, like we said, we don't really have a preview for what's to come, so uh, whatever happens, happens. <laughs> and until next time, uh, 
here's the rest of the podcast. time on game who said to death beats i had a daughter recently and i wouldn't want to raise her in an environment that uh, raises media over friendship and now back to the podcast in progress and you know what that means paul well played it's time it's time to play time oh, to play oh, okay. play us out <laughs> oh play us out um i don't have a harmonica so i can't beat Darrell. um <laughs> nobody so... died that's true. <laughs> Don't have to play taps. So, no taps, but you know. I love the harmonica taps. It's been no, I kind of wish I was Kadesh flow and I could play the the trombone. That would be awesome. But anyways, um, so let's just kind of go over where you can find us and you can uh, follow us and whatnot. So obviously, if you're listening to this podcast, um, for those of you that are new, you new listeners, you can listen to us on pretty much every single podcast app that's out there. But uh, just by simply searching the term Toonami Faithful Podcast. But if you can't hear us, if, you, if you're if you trying to figure out which one you can listen to and which one you want to use, we're on Apple Podcasts, we're on Stitcher, Spotify, and of course we are on SoundCloud, soundcloud.com slash Toonami Faithful Podcast. Uh, let me remind everybody, because I haven't done this in a while, there is a SoundCloud app, so you can listen to a, listen to the podcast in the SoundCloud app, so I would encourage that as well uh, if you don't want to get any other app. Um, but SoundCloud.com slash Tsunami Faithful Podcast is where every single episode from episode one all the way through this episode is. So please listen to us there. Uh, you can also listen to every single episode on our website. It's podcast.tsunamifaithful.com. Um, that also has a list of every single app that the podcast is on. There may be some that are new that the podcast is on that I don't know about yet. So please let me know. But otherwise, um, that is also another source for finding out information about the podcast as well and listening to every single interview that we've done as well. So, uh, please do go there. And, uh, of course our email is podcast at tsunamifaithful.com. If you guys want to talk Tell us about the podcast, you like it, you don't like it, what you want us to do in the future. Um, And, you know, you just want to say, you just want to talk about something we talked on the podcast, you know, please do that because we would love to read your responses on the podcast. So please do do that if you have some time. Uh, As far as social media, you can follow us on Twitter at Toonami Podcast. You can like us on Facebook. It's facebook.com slash Toonami Faithful Podcast. And, um... Yeah, that's about it for all of that stuff. Um, we do have a Patreon. It's patreon.com slash Toonami Faithful. Uh, there you can contribute on a monthly basis to help us help fund the podcast and the website, um, which our main site is ToonamiFaithful.com. So please do do that if you can. And if you can't donate in that way and you like buying anime, you could always use our Right Stuff link, which if you go to ToonamiFaithful.com slash donate, our Right Stuff link is there. Click on it purchased any items that you want from dvds blu-rays manga etc uh the toys that are on there and uh a portion of that just goes to us and you didn't have to spend a a dime on giving it to us so you know there's that way as well so try to contribute yeah so please do contribute to us if you can and uh 
yeah, let's get on out of here. So, Vlord, where can they find you? Um, people can find me on Twitter at VLORDGDZ. And then I occasionally stream on Twitch at uh, twitch.tv slash VLGTZ. Um, and I also write uh, manga reviews and various editorials for all-comic.com and the Tsunami Faithful website. So check out both of those. And then I also host three podcasts because I do way too much. Yes, you do. Um, first of all, the uh, Demon Slayer podcast at D Slayer podcast. Uh, the Dumb Weebs podcast at Dumb Weebs Pod, and Oversoul, the Shaman King podcast, um, which is at Shaman King Pod. So check out all three of those. All right. And uh, Kuro, where can they find you? You can find me at Happy Kuro Kitty on Twitter, and you can also find me on the Toonami Faithful Discord. And I write occasionally for ToonamiFaithful.com as an editorial writer. Recently did a Thanksgiving piece, thankful for the ladies, women who've contributed to uh, the industry, especially to Toonami. And we're doing, uh, uh, in 2021, there'll be an article miniseries featuring mythology on Toonami, a mixture of, of a couple different Japanese mythologies. So look forward to that, guys. And love to hear your thoughts. Love to hear everything you have to contribute. So please message me. Moving on. All right. Colt, where can they find you? Uh, you can find me on uh, Twitter at, at Ambient Virus. And because Paul wants to be sussy tonight, uh, you'll find my view of all that over at twitch.tv slash life virus. And sometimes I do articles slash opinion pieces, but it's incredibly rare on the Tommy Fail website. That's about it. All right. And Sketch, where can they find you, sir? You can find me on Twitter at Sketch1984. And Paul, where can they find you? And you can find me on Twitter at Paul Pascrillo. You can email me, paulpascrillo at ToonamiFaithful.com. So if you have any feedback as well, you can email me there. Uh, I am on the Toonami Faithful Discords, and I pop in every once in a while when I'm summoned, which is uh, at Paul Pascrillo on there. And I have an Instagram. It's Instagram.com slash Pascrillo. So find me in all of those places. So. But uh, yeah, that's it for this week's Tsunami Faithful Podcast. Thank you guys for tuning in as you do each and every single week. And uh, thank you guys for listening. And thank you for continuing to listen all these years. And we sure do appreciate it. So that's it for this week's Tsunami Faithful Podcast. Peace. We're out. Mm-hmm.